alive. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, it's it's a great time to be in God's presence. Uh, it's it's beautiful. Please, um, I think. Uh, okay. Yes, thank you, thank you guys for joining. Um, let's have Gary join us. Okay. Thank you guys. Uh, it's going to be a, an amazing time tonight by the grace of God. Uh, uh, I'm so excited about today's topic because uh, it, it's even surprising to me as well. Welcome, Jerry. Yes, sir. Good evening, sir. Yeah, how was the day? Okay, uh, okay, let's just go ahead. Uh, so, um, I think um, uh, we're going to just read the whole of the chapter from verse 5 so that we can get a context. Um, we're still coming back to, uh, to do a, a kind of um, verse by verse exegetical analysis. I hope that we'll finish this book uh, this month by God's grace so that we can move on to something else next month because. Uh, uh, I think I promised sometimes ago that uh, before the end of the year, uh, I, I want to I want to read the Bible um, again. I, I did it in the middle of the year, thirty-five days. So, uh, with a number of my friends, refugees, and some of our fathers also have decided to join us in reading the Bible, and we're going to do that for the whole of November. Uh, you can just check on my socials if you want to join us. Uh, there's a conversation on that going on. So uh, for the month of November, we're going to be going through the lessons we learned, how we're going through uh, getting through the Bible in, in 30 days. So I really wish you could finish this book, uh, this story of Samson this month, by the grace of God. But let's see how God uh, directs us. So uh, tonight, the, the study is going to be different. It's not going to be the uh, verse by verse uh, uh, exegesis. Uh, I want us to bring out a few lessons, Laila. Uh, and for those who get my my broadcasts, uh, WhatsApp broadcasts, inviting you to this study, uh, you saw that I put an emoji uh, after after uh, uh, saying that it's going to take lessons from Delilah. Uh, okay, I'll tell you the reason why, why I did that. It, it, bit, but let's just say a word of prayer uh, as we go ahead. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for tonight. Hallelujah. This uh, time and, and day, Father, we ask that you please teach us today, Lord. Open our hearts, open our eyes to see what you want us to learn into this teaching, into this study. Lord, I come every spirit of distraction. I come against every spirit of self. In the name of Jesus, anoint this clay to speak the word of life, and your children and myself bless His name. Thank you, Father. Amen. In Jesus, pray. Amen. Amen. So, um, Amen. I, I put an emoji uh, when when sending out the broadcast on social media today that we're going to take some lessons from Delilah, uh, and the reason why I did that is 
just simply because when people hear uh, about Delilah and lessons, if you put lessons and Delilah in one in one sentence, uh, religious people will come for your head and they will almost kill you. Uh, what kind of lessons you want to learn from Delilah? Who is Delilah? Why would, why should we why should we be learning from Delilah? She children of Zion. Be learning from a Jezebel-like character like Delilah and on and on and on. So, uh, and I don't want to uh, offend the sensitivities of, of a number of us. So that's why I, I put it in inverted commas. But I hope that at the end of today, we're going to see uh, some things to learn from that character in the Bible. And something about the Bible is... Um, the Bible doesn't hide people's flaws. Uh, probably if if Bible was written in our day and age with this kind of mentality we have, we we'll kind of paint every character in the Bible white. <laughs> so yeah, people have their flaws and we can learn lessons from them. So I have here um, 30 lessons from Delilah. 30. Mm -hmm. I was even surprised to get up to 30. And that's that's what God um, um, that's what God can do. So let's just take it. Can you help us, Jerry? Just help us. I want us to first read the whole uh, couple of verses, then okay. can study out of context. So I mean, study in context. Uh, so okay. from verse Judges chapter sixteen, from verse five till uh, till he got something. Let's go. Okay. Um, Judges 16 from verse 5, the rulers of the Philistines, I, I'll be reading fast because of time. The rulers of okay. the Philistines were to ask and said, entice Samson to tell you what makes him so strong and how he can be overpowered and tie up securely. Then each of us will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, please tell me what makes you so strong and what it would take to tie you up securely. Samson replied, if I were tied up with seven new bowstrings that have not yet been dried, I would become as weak as anyone else. So the Philistine rulers brought Delilah seven new bowstrings and she tied Samson up with them. Sam she had hidden some men in one of the inner rooms of her house and she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. But Samson snapped the bowstrings as a piece of string snaps when it is bombed by a fire. So the secret of his strength was not discovered. After what Samson said to him, you are made, making of me and telling me lies. Please tell me. Okay, I think we lost Jerry there. Okay, it's back. Again, something the, the, the Philistines have come to capture. Okay. Okay. Let's 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 um, let me just read from verse thirteen. Are you there, Jerry? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, it's breaking. Let me just read from verse thirteen so that we can go ahead. Uh, it's, it keeps breaking. Then Delilah said, you've been making fun of me and telling me lies. Now tell me how you can be 
tied up securely. Samson replied, if you were to weave the seven braid of my hair into fabric and uh, on, on a loom and tighten it with a loom shuttle, I will be, become as weak as anyone else. So while he slept, Delilah wove the seven braids of his hair into, into the fabric. Then she tightened it with the, with the loom shuttle. Again, she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. But Samson woke up, pulled back the loom shuttle and yanked his hair from the loom of the fabric. Then Delilah pouted. How can you mm. be? Let me just, what's this pouting self? Let me, let me, let me read it if you understand. And that's pouted. This is serious. Hello. Okay, let, let's let's just let's just go ahead. Uh, how can you say I love you when you don't share your secrets with me? You've made fun of me three times now, and you still haven't told me what makes you so strong. She tormented him day and night. She tormented him with a nagging day after day until he was sick to death of you. Finally, Samson shared his secret with her. My hair has never been caught, he confessed, for I was dedicated to God as a Nazarite. Okay, sorry. Uh, so let's go. If my hair were shaved, my strength would leave me and I would become as weak as anyone else. Delilah realized that he had finally told her the truth. So she sent for the Philistine rulers. Come back home. rulers returned with the money in their hand. Delilah lured Samson to sleep with his head in her lap and then called a man to shave off seven locks of his head. In this way, she began to bring him down <laughs> and his strength left him. Then she cried out, Samson, Philistines have come to capture you. When he woke up, he thought, I, do, I will do as before, shake myself free, but he didn't realize the Lord had left him. So the Philistines captured him, dodged mm. his eyes, and they took him to Gaza, where he was bound with bronze chains and forced to grind grain in the prison. Uh, come back. Let, let me. I, I, I'm not going to do a verse by verse exegesis of that of that uh, of that uh, those couple of verses yet. We'll do that next week or uh, when we finish um, learning these lessons from Delilah. Uh, and I don't want to sound partial, so I'm going to be talking to both men and women. So let's just take those lessons together. Number one lesson from Delilah. Number one, align yourself with the right woman. That's for your mind. Align yourself with the right woman. Don't go and don't go and align yourself with someone who will have our ears elsewhere. Who, who is going to be taunting you to get to, to get your secret? So that you can overpower you. So align yourself with the right person, the right woman, the right man. There are men who are vision killers. There are, who get there. So align yourself with the right woman, number one. Number two, 
be careful of your addictions in quotes uh there's a saying that says uh there's a saying on t-shirt that says addicted to jesus if you're addicted to jesus yes but there are some of our addictions there are some of the things that people know us for people know that oh don't worry if you just want to get him or get her just do this or get her angry or make her happy just buy ice cream for her uh just press this is a mumu button this is his mumu button so be careful of your addictions um I, I don't know how true this story is but we heard of, of one one lawyer a human rights advocate in nigeria a late ganifawa he uh he was arrested during the military days and uh, was put in was taken to prison immediately landed in the prison they offered him coffee for those of you who are listening from abroad that may be normal in Nigeria, it's not normal for, for you to be uh, offered coffee <laughs> in prison. So, and he just looked at it like, oh, you people know that I love coffee so much that I can't resist coffee. And he proposed in his heart from that day that I will stop taking coffee because obviously mm. it turned out that they have poisoned that coffee. So mm. be careful of your addiction. When people know that if you just want to get anything from him or from her, if you want to get anything, just do this way. Something had an addiction for women, and that mm. was what led him to his destruction. So, um, yeah, and I like I've been saying repeatedly, the story of Samson is deeper than just sexual. We've reduced it to someone who just couldn't control his lust, and we'll miss some valuable lessons. Samson, so be mm. careful of your addiction. Addictions in quote now. Uh, number three, they are legacy builders and they are legacy destroyers. C young men young women they are vision killers who, who who are looking for you to marry to kill your vision trust me they are vision killers vision be careful of legacy destroyers there are people where you meet they will help you build your legacy they will help you build your vision you will, you will run hand in hand together but there are some others you will meet their caterpillars. Like, like the popular saying goes, a woman can either be a pillar or a caterpillar. Mm. Ladies, be the pillar in your homes, be the pillar of your husband. So they're legacy builders, they're legacy destroyers. Delilah was a legacy destroyer. Now, number four, lesson four. When you share your secrets with legacy destroyers, you may be collaborating with the enemy. When you, every, we all have our secrets. We all have things that make us think. All of us. God has blessed all of us. But when you share those things with legacy destroyers, with vision killers, you are collaborating with the enemy. Learn to shut up. Number five, don't allow the enemy to use you to destroy your man. Lesson five, don't allow the enemy use you to destroy your man. The enemy... Okay, okay let's, let me just go. Number six. You are the closest to your husband. Ladies, please hear this. You are the closest to your husband. The enemy will first come to you to set your husband up. Fact. This is a fact of life. The enemy will first approach you as a woman to set up your husband. Why? Because you are the closest to your husband. Proverbs 12 verse 4. Proverbs 12 verse 4 says that a, a good woman is a crown 
on the head of her husband, but a contentious woman, a bad woman, is a sore, is a decay in the husband's bone. Are you a decay in your husband's bone? Or a crown on your husband's head? Don't be a decay. You are the closest to your husband. If they want to get your husband, ladies, uh, uh, ladies, they want to get your husband, they will get you. Okay, uh, Victoria, uh, number five again. Number five, don't let your enemy, don't let the enemy use you to destroy your man. Don't let the enemy use you to destroy your man. That's lesson five. Lesson six, you are the, you are the closest to your husband. The enemy will first come to you if they want to set up your husband. They will first come to you. That's the that's sincere truth. Guys, write this down. Write this down. They will, you are the first point of approach. Why did the enemy, why did the devil go to, to, to Eve instead of Adam? The enemy will first come to the woman. Number seven. Number seven. The enemy will first come to you. Yeah, I think I've said that. The enemy will first come to you before he comes to anyone else because he knows the influence you have on your man. The enemy will first come to you before he comes to anyone else. Why? Not because you are weak. That's it. We've, we miss some lessons. We just, we just trivialize some lessons. Not because the woman is weak. It's because the woman has so much of an influence on the man. Because the enemy okay. knows you have so huge an influence on your man. So they would rather come to you. Not because you are the weakest. Because so that we don't get defensive and things. No, it's not because the lady is the weakest. Don't worry. Just settle with the woman. People, don't we do it to some of the people that want to get something from their husbands? We, want, we know that, oh, we want to get something from that man. Just tell his wife. Just tell him. Don't, is that not a common thing? Just tell his wife. Not because the woman is weak. Not because the woman... Um, uh, uh, what's it called? Not because the woman will expose the man or the woman will do anything evil to the man, but because of the influence we know the woman has over her husband. Praise the Lord. Number That's number seven, right? Number eight. Sometimes it's not about you, ladies. This is for ladies. When the Lord of the Philistines came to, to Delilah, it wasn't about her. They were not interested in her. So sometimes that fraternization with the enemy is not to get you. It's about your man. So sometimes it's not about you. It's about your man. Ladies, that's number eight. Number nine, don't be selfish focusing on your needs alone as wives, as, as fiancés, as sisters. Don't be selfish building your own brand building your own career focusing on your needs delilah was selfish she wanted that 1100 pieces of silver from each of those five lords 5500 pieces of silver that was it nothing else mattered no matter the vision of of someone who claimed that if you look at verse 4 we said it, we said it last week samson was in love with this woman so it doesn't matter what you know people can do anything to, 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 to get money these days. People can sell anyone out. 
Uh, in fact, is it selling out? People can even kill anybody to, to do anything these days. People can go to any land, kill their own mother, kill their own blood to get anything, kill their own husband. So Delilah was selfish, was so selfish that she was focusing only on her needs that she used that to betray her husband. Number 10, don't be cheap. Ladies, don't be cheap selling out your man for pieces of silver. Hmm. Don't be cheap. Selling you, you're the closest to your man. You know his weaknesses, you know his strength, you know where he struggles. Don't be cheap. You may not some of some of us are not even selling out our men for pieces of silver. We are selling out our men for gold. One thousand five hundred pieces of silver is more. Praise God. I hope you can hear me now. Everybody, please just uh, comment if you can. now okay i think i'm back online praise god so yeah number 10 Hallelujah. i said don't be cheap oh network is really messing up today okay thank you thank you uh, yeah i think i'm back so don't sell your man out for pieces of silver and some some of us sell our men our friends our spouses out Walk with your husband and not use his weaknesses against him. Can you hear me now? Okay. Because someone said they can't hear me. It keeps disconnecting. I wouldn't know. Praise God. Are we are we together now? I think I think it's stable now. I think it's stable now. Please confirm if you can hear me. Anybody? Okay, great. Yeah, so uh, I think we're done on number 10. I hope you heard number 10. Don't be cheap. Selling out your husband for pieces of silver. Number 11, work hard with your husband. Work with your husband, not use his weaknesses against him. We are all broken. We all have issues. We all have our weaknesses. 
he may be a good man and but still have some issues. I mean, we all have our issues. So work with your husband, not use his weaknesses against him. Number 12, be his solace. If there's anything, ladies, Christian ladies, that we need to learn from, from Delilah, be the solace, be a safe haven for your husband. The guy, the guy puts a mighty man like warrior that the whole country, a whole country fears put his head on a woman's lap. Now, he was doing it in a wrong woman. I mean, how will you go and to that kind of a woman, though? But let's look at it. Imagine if, if, if that woman was his wife. Look at how powerful the woman would have been. Imagine if Delilah was his legally married wife that was supporting his vision. And the man is so comfortable around Delilah that he can put his head on Delilah's laps. And we reduce this to, to also sexual, I mean, to sexual immorality. That's the only thing that a number of us have, can bring out from the story of Delilah and Samson. But can your husband trust you, trust his head on your laps? And that was, that's the, that's the greatest, one of the greatest positions of vulnerability. She can break his neck, she can cut his neck, she can stab his neck, she can do anything. So, can your man relax so much when you are in your, in your, in your presence? Is he, is he, are you, is he, I'm going to, want to use the word for me now. Is he trying to put it all together when he's around you? Can he be him around, can he be himself around you? Be his peace, be his solace, be his resting place. That no matter how crazy outside is, no matter how crazy the work is today or this week, that he knows that I can come back home and put my head on your laps, both literally and figuratively. I've read a lot of preachers uh, preach against men putting their head on the laps of their wives, though. Um, and they said, if you have vision, you have souls are perishing, you are putting your head on the laps of your wife. Uh, well, the Bible says you two are naked and, and you are not ashamed, you become one. So, uh, I'm, I mean, I don't, hold, I don't hold that point of view. She's your wife, I mean. <laughs> so, please, I don't, I don't hold that point of view, in my own opinion. So, let, be a solace, let him be able to come back home and put his head on your laps. Uh, that's number 12. Number 13, don't use your husband's feelings against him. Yeah. Don't use your husband's feelings against him. She used tears and nagging as a weapon. We said it that first, the Samson's first wife used the same thing as a weapon. And I know that Christian sisters, Christian brothers, we criticize the Lila a lot. But a lot of us, don't we still use the same tears as weapons against our husband? We use tears as weapons. Let's face some facts. A number of us use the same tears as weapons against our men, against our... You want to get something and you will, you will do all, I mean, do all the nagging till you get it. Use his feelings. You know that, oh, maybe the guy cannot stand you crying. The guy cannot stand it when you do this. And that is the thing you are doing. It's a Delilah uh, attitude. It is negative. 
Don't use your husband's feelings against him. And I put it here. Your husband will feel comfortable telling you things about himself. Telling you things about himself. But when he sees how you handle the information, he may shut down. A lot of, I've seen a lot of write-ups that talk about men shutting down, men not opening up to their spouses and things like that. Uh, yes, men, please open up to your spouses. I mean, it's it's great. But when some men see the way their spouses handle the information they release to them, that may just be responsible for shutting down and... So don't use your husband's feelings against him. Lesson number 14. If you keep begging someone to tell you about themselves, now I'm, I'm flipping the coin. If you keep begging someone to tell you about themselves, maybe you need to move on. <coughs> Delilah was evil. Yeah, she, I mean, this was a, an evil plot against our guy, Samson. But if you trick this space around, it's going around. She's like the Esther of the Philistines. I mean, she was an hero, a, a heroine to the, to, to the Philistines. So, uh, but she was so focused on her, on her, on her point. She was so focused on what she needed on she, that she kept playing the game. She was so focused. And we'll talk about the focus of, of, of Delilah, though. She was so focused. If some of us are focused on good things like Delilah, trust me, we'll achieve so much. She was so focused that she kept playing the game. Someone may be, some of us are in So some of us are in, are in terrible relationships that we know do not work, that will not work. Some of us are in those kind of relationships, but we still keep playing the game. Delilah kept playing the game because of what he just wanted. Some of us just want to be Mrs. Somebody, Mrs. Anything. Even if the guy is as useless as anything, just, just want to become Mrs. by fire by force. And we keep playing this game. We keep playing games. We keep playing games. We keep playing games. So please... And you keep begging someone to tell you things about themselves. Maybe it's time to move on. Uh, Delilah wanted a silver and that. Uh, and I want to believe that if we are focused on our visions, on, on good things, like if we are so ready, so much that I'm going to get this, like Delilah, a lot of things will work well for us. Uh, number 15. And please, uh, maybe this is where we'll stop, though. But let me see the time. Number 15, this is very important. Respect your husband's boundaries. Hmm. I, I, I'm young in marriage, but I've seen a few things in this world. Um, in this short time of my life, I've seen one or two things. This was a secret between Samson and God. Your husband doesn't have to tell you everything. Hmm. I don't. It's not a marriage seminar, so don't let me turn into a marriage a married thing. Respect your husband's boundaries. Respect his boundaries. Some things are between him and God. I think I have I have a point like that. So this was between Samson and God. Respect his boundaries. It doesn't have to tell you everything. Yes, we should be open to each other, but there are some things, there are some things that are just between him and God. Respect his boundaries. 
I don't know. Do we have time to take maybe uh, five more? Yes, I think we should we still have some time. I'll take five more. Then if we have questions, we take those questions. And if not, so we'll just close or probably uh, see how far we can go furthermore. That's number 15. Number 16. Some of us will do desperate things to know the things that may not necessarily be for your knowing. You go all out so desperate to know things that are not meant for you to know. If you, okay, now, I look at it, oh, using his feelings again, this is even using, uh, coming on at the same point, uh, don't use your husband's feelings against him. Uh, how will you say you love me and you will not tell me the secret of your strength? If you now know the secret of his strength, what has that got to do with love? You understand? So we do this, we go all the way to know the things that are not meant for your knowing. There are some things that are not meant for your knowing. Just keep it that way. Number 17. Sometimes God will give your man a word that's between him and God. Don't nag him to tell you. Young wives, young women, probably some old, older women that are still doing it. There are some times that God will release something to your husband. It's, and it's between him and God. Don't nag him. The Bible says it is better to live on top of a mountain without food or anything than to live under the same roof with a nagging woman. He says another place that it's better to live in a dry, sun-scorched land than to live under the same in the same house with a nagging woman. That's to throw up nagging doors. And a lot of us Bible-carrying women, believers, are nagging. It put men, some men to nag. So nagging is, is not just it at all. Number 18, Eve wanted to know everything. And I put here, the lust to control everything is a lust. You know, we have lust of flesh, lust of the eyes, lust of... There's, there's a lust to have everything under your control, to control everything, to know everything. I just want to know. The same lust. God said to, to them, don't eat this food. Don't, do, don't touch this thing. She wanted to know, okay, ah, what if we don't, what if, ah, and it's not like that, though. God didn't just want you to be like him. Hey, let me see. It is that curiosity. Let me see that Eve was trying to do. Delilah wanted to know everything. So some of us are like that. Some of us just want to keep prognosing and keep digging to know everything. Uh, so the loss to control everything. Uh, number 19, someone or something must use you for or against your man. Someone or something must use you for or against your man, either God or the enemy. Either God will use you for your man or the enemy will use you against your man. You can't be, you can't be in the middle. Someone or something will use you for or against your man. That's the truth. As a woman, as a man, but we're focusing on the woman. So now, if you don't have a relationship with God, the enemy will use you against your husband. Fact. Mm. And that's why don't do not be unequally yoked against. I mean, with the un unbelievers. As a man, if you marry an unbeliever, you already, you already, the enemy will use her against you. Is a fact. Something must use you either for your husband or against your husband. If your woman is a pillar, ah, guys, you are made. And if a woman is a caterpillar, haha. So. If you marry a non-believer, if you're in a relationship with a non-believer and you're thinking you will change her or you will change him, see, 
see, that aspire to perspire. That's motivational talk. You can't change nada. Run. The devil will use her against you. The devil will use him to get to you. So, uh, number 20, lesson 20. A woman can make any man betray God. Mm. Facts and lessons from Eve and Delilah. A woman can make any man betray God. The Bible says she knew that she knew the time that he knew that yes, mm. this guy still in real life. I don't know if he, he realized that no, uh, I, I don't get this one. Can we still yeah. go ahead? Let's do the last 10. Let's just do the last 10 so that we can, because I don't want us to go come back. I will just rush to the last 10. Uh, I, I've not seen any question yet. If you have any question, just type it so that I can manage my time. Lesson 21. Don't manipulate your spouse. Women have a tendency when they don't get what they want, they use manipulation. Men too do this. So both men and women, don't manipulate your spouse. Let's look at verse 16. I think it was verse 16 of the book of Judges. Uh, she tormented him, uh, verse 15. Then Delilah pouted, how can you tell me I love you when you don't share your secrets with me? You've made fun of me three times now since you have not told me what makes you so strong. She tormented him with a nagging day after day until he was sick to death of it. Manipulation. Don't manipulate your husband. Don't manipulate your spouse. Don't manipulate your spouse. Anything gotten through manipulation will not end well. Get that. Anything you get through manipulation will not end well. Don't use tears as a weapon. I think I've said that earlier. Don't use tears as a weapon. Number 23. Use the fruit of the Spirit to get your husband to open up more. Love, joy, peace, uh, 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 patience, uh, long-suffering, gentleness, self-control. Use the gift, nine gifts of the Spirit to get your man to open up. Not manipulation. I don't want to turn this to a, to a, a marriage seminar, though. Uh, number 24. Use your gifts to help and not destroy your man. This lady has the gift of tenacity. Delilah has a gift of never giving up. Verse 19. She, Delilah lured him to sleep. Delilah made him sleep. He understands his mood. That's a gift thing. You know your man. You should understand his mood. You should know when he's angry and when you can to bring him down. You should know how to pet him. You should know that. That is gifting. But don't use that gifting to bring him down. Verse 19. Put his head on her and she called a man to shave off his head. And that way, she began to bring him down. She began to bring him down. We'll, we'll, we'll do the exegesis next week. But let me just take another lesson from Delilah. Uh, use your gift to help, not destroy him. Number 25. Where do you put your head, man? Where do you put your head? 
Who has your ears? And women too, who has your ears? Who is talking into your ears? Who are you who do you get comfortable around? Who is your hifa? Who has your ears? Um, um, an elderly man, one of our fathers, uh, our mentors, was, was, was talking to my wife and I um, just a couple of days ago. And, and one, one thing he said that really struck me is that if anybody is, is coming to ask or tell you about your spouse, can you hear me? Am I breaking up? Can you hear me now? Can anybody hear me? I think someone is complaining about network. Okay, thank you. So if anybody is coming to complain or tell you about your spouse, they don't have your best interest at heart. Mm. Don't listen to, don't put your ears among people that will just keep telling, feeding you things. So as men, where do you lay your head? Who has your ears? Who is the mm. person who will be feeding you, putting things into your ears? As women, what kind of information do you allow about your home to get into your ears? Who has your ears? Who has your ears? So, you know, we've always believed that uh, uh, um, um, Delilah was a Philistine, which we later found out that we couldn't say because she was not, she doesn't, she didn't live in the province of Philistine. So she might, might have been a Jew or a non-Philistine or a non-Jew. We don't know. But let's assume she was a Philistine. It was a people that came to to tell her about her man. So it may even be your family members. Maybe when they do wedding, they say it is only two of you. They should leave you alone. Let them leave you mm. alone. Not everybody that comes to tell you about your man has your best interest at heart. When that, when that daddy yes, told sir. us that, it rang in my heart, and I was preparing for this message as well. It rang in my heart. Who has your ears? Don't put your ears. Don't be listening to to rubbish about your home, about your man, your, your wife did this, your husband did this. For, don't, don't entertain those. So where do you put your head? Who has your ears? Who do you get comfortable around? Who is your hifa? They plowed his hifa the first time. It was just 40 pieces of clothes he gave them. They plowed his hifa the second time. He gave them the secret of his strength. Who has your ears? Whoever has your ears control your life. Fact. Mm. Number mm. 26. When she got him comfortable, she called the enemy. Who do you talk about your husband's weaknesses to? Who do you talk to about your husband's weaknesses? Do you talk to family, friends, or God? Mm. About your wife's, your spouse's weakness, your wife's weakness. Who do you tell about, about that? Do you go complaining to your mom? You could complain to your friends. Mm. You go complain to God. Mm. When she got uncomfortable, she called on the enemy. The secret that God reveals to you in your marriage are not meant for public consumption. Lesson 27. Mm. Secrets mm. that God revealed to you about your husband, about your wife, they are not meant for public consumption. You, you may think you are talking to a friend, but you are you may be educating the enemy, about your man or your woman. So the things God revealed to you, they are not for public consumption. Get that into your head. Ladies and gentlemen, 
aspiring spouses, newly married, the things that go, in fact, uh, someone said marriage is a mirror, not a glass. You're not going to see through. You're going to, it's going to be now start revealing. You start looking at, ah, see, you have people there, you have spots at this place. It's a mirror. You're going to see things. Those things you're seeing, they're not for public consumption. Let's, let's, let me quickly, quickly wrap up. 28. Do not let the enemy know when your home is not happy. Yes, sir. Most of your conversations have to be with the Lord. Do not let the enemy know when you are not happy in your marriage, when your home is not happy. Your conversations have to be with the Lord. Number 29, the enemy can use anyone to orchestrate things in your marriage. Anyone. The Philistines approach Delilah. Church members may approach you. Family, friends, work colleagues. Be sensitive. The enemy can use anyone to orchestrate things in your marriage. And lastly, set your persistence and mind on ensuring that your husband and your wife succeed. Mm. Imagine the persistence that no, this man must succeed. If we imagine that was what the mother was, was doing, using her mm. tenacity, her persistence, she never gave up. She just knew, he, knew say you must succeed. How successful do you think mm. Samson would have been? Mm. Persistence. She was always there, coming back, never giving up, using everything in her power to make sure that the guy told him his secret. Imagine if she was using that thing, that same thing, to ensure that the man is successful. Is, is, those are the 30 lessons um, we learned uh, from, the, from, from the life of Delilah. Uh, next week, we'll now do exegesis of those verses we read and see how those things also affect us. I hope we've learned one or two things today. Uh, I think it's a good thing to end uh, for tonight. Do we have any questions? Thank you, everybody. Thank you, guys. I think a lot of people actually commented a lot. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I can't be uh, reading everybody's name now. I'm sorry. So let's just quickly wrap up. Uh, do we have, do you have any thoughts to share? Final thoughts before we wrap up. Uh, yes, sir. In case um, we miss any one of them, by God's grace, you can check um, uh, um, our brothers Andrew, okay. our pastors Andrew. You can check. You will see um, all the captions of all those. Um, lessons so that you can always go through them please let's prayerfully go through those same lessons as god will be helping us amen. amen amen thank you very much god bless you thank you so much everybody for for joining uh, jerry just close with a word of prayers for us all right god um, we bless your only name mighty god we bless you for these lessons uh they are lessons that will go with us uh for a very long time and we pray that the effects of your word right from this moment will begin to take effect right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Give us a right mind, a right heart, a sensitive heart that will see these things and will correct our life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let your word be a water that will wash away every filth from our lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. For Jesus might pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, guys. So I'll send the podcast out as well so we can always listen to it. Thank you. I will see you.